Today's episode of Wine Time Fridays is brought to you in part by our friends at Coeur Fresh and Elsom Cellars. Located in downtown Coeur Fresh Wine Bar is a place to meet friends, relax, and just be Coeur Consider Fresh Wine Bar for your next event located across the street from the new city parking lot at 4th and Coeur Avenue or visit freshwinebar.com. Good times and great wines are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Visit elsomcellars.com for more information or simply call 425 425- Two nine eight three zero eight two. There's gonna and so one of our listeners, Nicole, said recently, "Please don't stop doing the wine word of the week." She said, "Even she, I'm like, well, why would we?" She's like, "Well, you said on a recent episode that you are running out of words. Just start them over." She said because she really likes those. So Nicole. We're going to do our very best. We're not going to run out no, of words. Well, that's what, yeah. Shelly's not the one that goes and finds these. Um, We've got a whole book of them. It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and of course, delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Idaho has a long history of wine production, with the first vineyards in the Pacific Northwest being planted here in the 1860s. Like in other areas, prohibition in the United States virtually wiped out the Idaho wine industry in the early 20th century only to be resurrected in the 1970s. Today, Idaho's wine industry is its fastest-growing agricultural industry. This is episode 112, and it's Friday, June 10th. Shelley, happy Friday. It's happy. wine time. Ooh, it is. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's wine time. Oh. <laughs> One more time. Happy Friday, Shelley. It's wine time. Happy Friday. Who knows if I'm going to take any of that out. Uh, This is kind of exciting. Um, Today happens to be World Verdejo Day, but we're not going to be tasting through a Verdejo because we are going to taste wines that are made right here in the state of Idaho. Yes. Why is that? Uh, Because this is Idaho Wine and Cider Month. (laughs) It is. But before we get there, we should probably mention what our uh, reception wine is. It's a lovely Chardonnay from Simi. True. 2019? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not bad. 1349. A bottle. Mm. I think I got this at Winco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, no judging here. Um, anyway, yes, this is Idaho Wine and Cider Month. <clears throat> we missed Idaho. Uh, wine month last week because we frankly didn't know going into it. <laughs> we were a little behind the eight ball, but we're going to make up for it the rest of the month. We've got wines coming so far from Rolling Hills Vineyard, Holis, um, Holsinski, 
winery and vineyard and 3,100 cellars. And that one's kind of fun because they only do sparkling. That is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So in the next, in the upcoming weeks, we are going to, uh, only in, in all of the month of June, we are doing wines from the state of Idaho. And that's pretty exciting. Tonight, our very first wine will be a rosé. You hate it when I say rosé, don't you? I do, but that sounds Spanish, and rosé is a French word. Yeah, I don't know why I say it. But anyway, it's uh, from Williamson Vineyard, and it's a 2016 Blossom, which is a 100% Sangiovese. And I'm not sure if this is available anymore. I think I got the last bottle, and every time I go up to Fred Meyer to ask Mark about that, he's nowhere to be seen. So, Mark, return. I hate to text him all the time, but I do have this to say. It's a That's lovely, a nice it's saying. A lovely, it's a, it is a nice saying. Um, while I'm pouring this, Shelly, do you have anything about this particular Sangiovese, uh, a rosé of Sangiovese? I have a little. <laughs> so, this is a rosé from... Williamson Vineyard, which is also in the Caldwell in Caldwell area. Um, it is 14% alcohol, which is a little high for rosé. A little bit. And I don't know the residual sugar, but they say this is drier than the previous vintages. So they have... Um, it's got a lovely color. Williamson Vineyards also has cherry picking... They have 65 acres and 16 grape varieties. I heard from, I heard from Beverly Williamson today. Really? Yeah. And she said between the, um, Idaho wine month and their cherry, uh, harvesting, it couldn't be harvesting already. Could it? Maybe the cherry blossom festival. I could read the email again, but, um, they are super busy. I said, don't worry. We will have you guys on as guests and we'll have an exclusive episode with you and Williamson Wines. So, uh, wines from Williamson Vineyard. So, um, look at the color on this. It's very peachy. It's it, like a ballet pink, right? Yeah, it is. What, uh, what block? Caprizio? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? Blocks? I don't think they named this block. I, those would be the, the producers of ballet slippers. Right. And I knew that because my daughter is both danced ballet and you, of course, danced ballet. We're having this in the one wine glass. Thank you, Andrea, Andrea Robinson for that. The one white wine glass we're having rosé in. We also choose this glass for sparklers, which is fantastic. So which wine glass should you choose for a rosé? That's a great question. I, I think the one white wine glass from Andrea Robinson. <laughs> okay. What's the nose like? This is a six-year-old wine. Uh, mm. um, to health, wealth, and abundance, and gratitude, and romance, Shelley, and... Peace on Earth. So, we typically like Rosé of Sangiovese in Washington Rosés. I don't know if I, I don't recall having one from Idaho. And this has definitely melon. They're saying honeydew, but I'm getting cantaloupe. 
Definitely melon on the nose and the taste. Yeah, they say that 2016 was an amazing year in the vineyards, and this rosé of Sangiovese is a great example. I don't disagree. Um, it's pretty dry. We were looking for residual sugar, and it's got a percentage mark, right. but no number next to it. Nope. Does that imply it's zero percent residual sugar? It has a percentage, so... <laughs> Um, we just don't know what the percentage is. 14% alcohol, which you mentioned, is a, a little steep, mm-hmm. seemingly. And maybe that's, um, you know, the Washington wines tend to. Yeah, but this is Idaho. I know, but maybe same <laughs> kind of. It's lower, though. Yeah. It's lower. Interesting. And lower in latitude? Uh, not much. Not much. A little bit. Not much. Really? Yeah. This is a hundred percent estate grown though. And that's impressive. We like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when we do these episodes this month, we are going to ask that you really give Idaho wines a chance. There are some, some really great Idaho wines. There's a surge. Um, Idaho, uh, is, is is now being known for growing and producing classic varieties, including Syrah, Merlot, Riesling, and Chardonnay, along with more adventurous wines such as Tempranillo, which we I believe will be having a Tempranillo from a producer, and Malbec. And Sangiovese. And obviously Sangiovese. And did I mention Cabernet Sauvignon? Nope, because we're going to have a Cabernet Sauvignon uh, a little bit later in this episode. So in 2002, Idaho had 11 wineries. <laughs> and in 2021, they had over 65 wineries and 100, 1,300, uh, and 1300 acres. acres planted. Shelly's going to put her glasses on so she can actually see. And, and you also mentioned before that Lewiston in the 1860s was one of the first areas to plant grapes in the Pacific Northwest. 1860s. And the stupid prohibition screwed everything up. A lot of things. Yeah. And again, like I said, today, Idaho's wine industry is its fastest growing agricultural industry, which... No more potatoes. Well, maybe it's not growing. Maybe Mm. they've saturated the potato corner here in Idaho. (laughs) Apparently they're growing asparagus down there too. Um, Southern Idaho is 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 great for farmland. We were down there. That's where we went to Koenig. Mm-hmm. And we went to one other, and I can't remember what it was. But uh, Koenig has a great Sangiovese. Yep. So there was a a competition. Uh, it was the. <clears throat> Uh, 2022 Idaho wine competition. And, uh, we are going to the, the Williamson vineyards, actually the 2021 Albarino took double gold medal. Wow. Yep. So that's a $27 and 60 cent bottle of Albarino from the snake river Valley. This one came from Mark up at Fred Meyer. And it was $16.49. And it's called Blossom. So uh, 2016 Williamson Vineyard Blossom Rosé of Sangiovese, $16.49 at Fred Meyer. It's pretty dang good price for this quality of rosé. Mm. 
Um, before we take a break, Shelley, I would like to just give a quick shout out to Matt Sparkman. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. Um, a few days late. It, it was last Monday, uh, a few days ago anyway. And he turned 25. <laughs> Maybe his son did. <laughs> Matt turned 35. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to grease the skids here. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we are going to hear from our friends at Elson Cellars. And, uh, and then we'll come back and get into this Bittner Cabernet Sauvignon. Wine gathers its taste from everything it encounters. The earth, the air, everything leaves a mark and so do people. If we are sipping great wine with strangers before long, we find out just how much we all have in common. Quality grapes and great wines are meant to be shared and so are good times with new friends. At Elsom Cellars, we have been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards since 2006. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban winery movement and has been producing brilliant Washington wines in the city while exploring the complexities found only in vineyards east of the Cascades. Not only do we have the wine and our popular Corks on the Loose Wine Club, we also have the venue, a quick five-minute drive south of downtown Seattle or a simple 10-minute walk from the Soto Link Light Rail Station. And we think we throw a pretty good party, too. Check out our upcoming events by visiting elsomcellars.com. Follow us on social for the latest on everything happening at the winery or simply call 425-298-3082. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays, episode 112, here on Friday, June 10th, which is still hard to believe it's June 10th already. Um, during the break, Shelly and I have this little conversation about AVAs and Appalachians and all of this. And what's interesting, Shelly, is our wine word of the week. Way back in episode 77 in October, we did talk about Appalachians and AVAs. But there's going to, and so one of our listeners, Nicole, said recently, please don't stop doing the wine word of the week. She said, even she, I'm like, well, why would we? She's like, well, you said on a recent episode that you were running out of words. Just start them over. She said, because mm -hmm. she really likes those. So Nicole, we're going to do our very best. We're not going to run out no, of words. Well, that's what, yeah. Shelly's not the one that goes and finds these. Um, We've got a whole book of them. Should we do, since we're talking about the wine word of the week, should we just do to this week's? Go ahead. The 3D Kitchens by design wine word of the week is crush. And we're not talking about Gary Vaynerchuk's book. Oh, crush, crush it. it. Yeah, crush it. Uh, again, a shout out to Gary Vaynerchuk. Whenever we can name drop, we do. <laughs> um, crush is actually a term used to refer to harvest season and the specific process of crushing the grapes to release the juice. So, when we use the so word we crush... Say hand crush, machine crush? Well, um, yes, Manually absolutely. Crush? Well, actually, crush, crush it, it means the harvest and related activities. So, it's really all of them. But historically, grape clusters used to be crushed by foot. Yes, remember that Lucy episode i love lucy oh well um i'm thinking <laughs> more of <Mung>. the monk 
<laughs> so yeah, they would get in this big thing and, and yeah, it's right. They'd be barefoot and they, they were cr- crushed by foot and the name stuck. So it's now really all of the related activities used to harvest, well, not harvest the grapes, but make those grapes into juice is crush. And I think there are some small wineries that let people come and crush the grapes. Yep. And then they have the bottle that that particular crush goes to those people. Oh. That would be fun. It would be fun. Two things I haven't done that's on my wine bucket list is crush and barrel tasting. I've done barrel tasting. Yeah, you know what? You just like to <laughs> shove that down my throat. Now, we're going to go to the Bittner Vineyards. Cabernet Sauvignon, which this actually came from our wine club at the Culinary Stone way back in April of this year. <laughs> way back. What, six weeks ago? <laughs> well, there's a reason we opened this wine, okay? And I'll, I'll let Shelly explain that. Now, listen to the sound, because what we did was when we... I, what system did we use? We used the Vinlock Slow Decanting Wine Preservation System. But the reason we did was we broke in a new apparatus in our kitchen. And I'll let Shelly tell a little bit about it. It's an apparatus. apparatus. It's a skillet. Skillet? A cast iron skillet. That's thousands and thousands of dollars. (laughs) But it's super spectacular. And I'll let you tell. Thousands and thousands. No, I'd like 250. But um, we, I didn't want to finish the bottle that night, but I did want to bring up a good bottle of wine. And so we brought up a Janowick, which I don't think is even on our uh, wines we enjoyed this week list. But this is a Bittner Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon, also from Snake River Valley, the Lanai, Lanay, sorry, Ridge Vineyards, 2018. Check this out. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's so cute. So here, um, as we pour into Andrea Robinson's The One Red Wine Glass... We love these glasses, by the way. Okay. It's a pretty color. Yes. We've actually already tried this a couple, three nights ago. And now we'll see how it is after it's been in the preservation system, the Vinla. Yeah. It was really important that we gave this as much of a, you know, we didn't want it sitting out for a couple days. Right. But we also wanted to have this, we had filet mignon. Shelly, how was that filet mignon? So good. (laughs) We don't have filet mignon often, like maybe once a year. Yeah. But because of the new Finex skillet, which you can find on Instagram. Oh, my goodness, this nose, Shelly. This this hasn't – this is fantastic. I'm I'm drinking. Okay. Cheers. You didn't let me find that. Hashtag cheersing. Well – my next cookware. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Alexa, stop. What did she say? Who knows? She wants to know what number we want to call. No. Be careful when you have Allie's in the house. We use Allie because Alexa, she'll go off. Uh, this is fantastic. Um, do you have some information on this Bittner Vineyards? Um, we got at the Culinary Stone, uh, 33 bucks, uh, in April. And apparently we didn't wait as long as I thought we did on it. 
So Vintner Vineyards is also in the Caldwell area, Caldwell, Mm -hmm. Idaho. This is a a state vineyard. Um, They're really interesting. Look at the legs on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The winery is very interesting. The founders, one of the the founders is – has a PhD in entomology. So they are all about bees. Mm, yes. And they're all them. about certified live sustainable grape growing. Love that. Um, That's they, fantastic. They also have a label, the Worker Bee Collection, which was really pretty. It had local artwork. And this wine, there was only 249 cases made of this wine. Yeah, that's not a whole lot. So there's a lot of berries on this taste. Definitely boysenberry, dark berries, blackberry. Um, you getting any blueberry in this? Not really. This this is really sensational. Um, I had not heard of Bittner Vineyards. Uh, we have talked a little bit about Williamson Vineyard, but the Bittner I'd never heard of. And then so we're yeah. going to be tasting. 3100 Sparkler, mm. which actually uses Bittner in one of their sparklers. Yeah, uses uh, grapes that they get from Bittner in one of their sparklers. And we'll um, talk about that when we when we taste that wine. It's, it's I'm so excited about these wines of Idaho. I, I can't even tell you. Looking for a place in Coeur d'Alene with a casual vibe that you can meet with friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene? Fresh Wine Bar is your place to go. To meet friends and relax. Owned and operated by a longtime Coeur d'Alene family, Fresh Wine Bar is more than just a run-of-the-mill bottle shop. It's a place where you can call home in an authentic small-town environment that will have you coming back home to fresh. If you're looking for a wine club that over-delivers, this is the fresh place for you. Introducing Club Fresh Wine Club. The Club Fresh Wine Club is one of the most exciting and flexible wine clubs in the Pacific Northwest. And it has its perks. Come check out the exclusive speakeasy in the back for all Fresh Wine Club members. It's your personal tasting room. And for our beer-loving friends, Fresh Craft Beer Bar offers eight rotating local taps. Stop by for a welcoming, fun time every Wednesday around 5.30 for Wino Wednesday. Consider Fresh Wine Bar for your next event. Or for more information, visit freshwinebar.com. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays, episode 112, here on this June 10th, darn near the 4th of July. It's getting close. It is getting close. Uh, So we've just tasted through uh, two delicious wines, starting our journey into the uh, Idaho Wine Month, which was a 2016 Williamson Vineyard Blossom Rosé of Sangiovese. By the way, I don't think that's available anymore, so sorry about that. For those of you who wanted to try it. And then the 2018 Bittner Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Culinary Stone, 33 bucks. We got the uh, Williamson Blossom Rosé. It's a lot of consonants, Shelley. Uh, it's uh, Fred Meyer from Mark for $16.49. Uh, so, you know, Shelley, what we didn't talk about is what we did today. Down at Circling Raven. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of fun. A little bit windy, a little bit rainy. A lot of bit windy, a lot of bit rainy. In the beginning. So Later the, on in the day, it was a 
well, yeah, it stormed we, up again, actually. Well, the Blazing Divas do a nice job of uh, doing things Bombing, in the community and volunteering. In the community. Yeah. Yes, they and do. This was for uh, Believe in Me organization. It's and, a children's organization. Yeah. And it's uh, just, it was a lot of fun. They had 144 golfers down there. It was a lot. I mean, a lot of people, they all showed up. Didn't matter if it was raining. It was like when we did our brewery Olympics. It's raining. So what? It's North Idaho. We move on, right? So that was a lot so of fun. So we didn't perform there. We were actually no. helping out, registering people and walking around, doing chores, decorating tables. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so one thing I wanted to mention is that you're doing this tomorrow. Also, uh, what is that uh, event? Tomorrow we are at the Silverwood Mall, which has a new name. Really? Yes, but I, I can't remember it offhand, but it does have a new name because it was purchased. By Black Sheep, the owners of Black Sheep purchased And it's not the called mall. Black Sheep Mall <laughs> either. It's something else. Interesting. I did not know they're rebranded. So if you want to see the Divas performing a little bit tomorrow, I think it's 11, 11.30, maybe noon, something like that. I know you're supposed to be there at 11 or something. I don't even know. I forget what the call time is, but okay. we're going to be dancing around the mall. And then I guess we're going to do one performance outside if it is okay. Which if it's not raining. It's not it likely probably... to be okay. Yeah. Um, so a couple of wines that we enjoyed this week were the William Hill Chardonnay. We had the Tenuta Cucho Barolo del Commune di Seralunga de Alba. You know what? That's a lot of words. Just know. It was a really good Barolo. Uh, that was a 2016, I think. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of hit and miss on Barolos a little bit, mm -hmm. but this was pretty good. Uh, we had the Cave B Tempranillo, which was fabulous. We love Cave B wines. We do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Bertrand Cote de Roses Rose with a Z. Uh, we had Waterbrook Chardonnay. Um, I think it's pronounced Igrapakia, Bulgari Superior. That was a Gary V wine. What was it? It was a blend. Okay. I think it's Super Tuscan, but I might be wrong on that. I probably shouldn't even say that because it was, you know, a few days ago. <laughs> La Spinetta Toscana Vermentino. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the Matthews Cuvée, and then we uh, also have the J.K. Carrier Vespide Pinot Noir. Wines are getting longer and longer names. Yeah, we just like the simple stuff, just the simple stuff. Um, what else do we have? I think that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, you know, if you have an opportunity, we highly encourage you to go and try some Idaho wines. There's some really good wines out there now. Idaho is making a splash in the wine scene. They are certainly not uh, producing wines in the quantity of California, Washington, New York, etc. etc. <laughs> really, they're not even. I don't think in the top ten, but they're making a move. Wines of Southern Idaho are really making a move strong, and they don't make any potato wine. Just so you know, and we're okay with that. <laughs> But remember, with just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. We thank you so much for joining us 
And we will see you next week. Oh, we didn't talk about next week. What is coming next week? It's another Idaho wine. Yay. Yeah, not exactly sure. Hoping one is a an Idaho uh, wine that made the Chenin Blanc because we do have Chenin Blanc Day coming. Uh, that is the 18th of June. We have National Prosecco Week starting tomorrow till the 16th, National Rosé Day, which is why we have the rosé today. That's also tomorrow, so enjoy that. And then uh, Lambrusco Day, the 21st, first week of July is Sparkling Wine Week. It's a lot of sparkling wine. But remember, sparkling wine goes with a lot of foods. It does. Especially champagne. Shelly, let's... Well, it goes oh. with champagne, yeah. <laughs> sparkling wine goes well with champagne. I was going to say champagne goes well with a lot of foods. Shelly, do me a favor and ring us out. We'll see you next week. Quality grapes, good times, and great wine are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Our wines offer distinctive flavors born of a singular desire to create the quintessential gesture of hospitality. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban wine movement, and as a family-owned winery, Jody's kids have made a big impact on how we do things here. They not only have wines named after them, they also help name our wine club, which we now refer to as Corks on the Loose. For more information on Elsom Cellars, please visit elsomcellars.com or simply call 425-298-3082. Located in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene Fresh Wine Bar is a place to meet friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene. Whether you're enjoying wines by the bottle, wines by the glass, or craft beer, from our fresh craft beer bar, the pulse of Coeur d'Alene runs through Coeur d'Alene Fresh. And Club Fresh Wine Club has its perks with its exclusive speakeasy in the back. It's your personal tasting room. Club Fresh Wine Club is one of the most exciting and flexible wine clubs in the Pacific Northwest. Visit freshwinebar.com for more information. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance.